Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the talk with Micah and friends. And yes, it is me, Micah. (laughs) I'm so glad to have you guys back with me for yet another episode. Episode 43 to be exact. You know, last week I actually need to make a correction because last week I announced that I was on episode 41. But in actuality, it was episode 42. So this week we are on episode 43. I was actually only going to do 21 episodes for season two, but right now we're embarking on 23. So (laughs) we may have one more for our season finale, but today is episode 43, okay? Remember, you have various ways to follow the show as well as listen to our previous episodes. You have hipcast.com. You're going to search within the podcast directory link at the top. Search the talk with Mike and friends, and there you have, to your availability, our previous episodes. You then have iTunes iTunes is yet another option. For those of you who have an iPhone device, iPhone 4, 4S, 5, 5C, 5S, uh, 6, 6 Plus, all those iPhone devices, you would simply simply click on the Purple Podcast app on your device, and at the bottom right, you're going to click Search, and you're going to search the show's name, which is the talk, W forward slash Micah and Friends, okay, the talk with Micah and Friends. And last but certainly not least, there's a site that makes it happen each and every episode, blogtalkradio.com. So you would visit blogtalkradio.com forward slash the talk with Micah. Go follow us there and enjoy all previously produced episodes. Also, for those of you listening who are on Facebook, please, please, please go like our Facebook page, The Talk with Micah and Friends. I would greatly appreciate it. We need to get those likes up, okay? All right. Well, as you know, tonight's episode is entitled Candid Conversations Part 2 with special co-host Rio Cole. We're going to have an explosive conversation, um, just like we did last week. We're going to pick up where we left off. I'm actually also going to play a little snippet so you guys who missed last week's show will be able to, you know, hear and see, you know, what exactly was going on. Just a little snippet, okay? All right, so before we move forward, I'm going to go ahead and get a word from our sponsors. How about that? So hold tight. We'll be right back with Candid Conversations Part 2. The change of world and knowing the tears fell. Now you're lonely. Now you want to blame the world. Now you want to blame the world. Dream House Productions presents Dream Boy Continental 2015, an official preliminary to the Mr. Continental pageant that will be held Labor Day weekend in Chicago, Illinois. This preliminary will be held Monday, April 27th at 9 p.m. sharp at the Baton Show Lounge in Chicago, Illinois. Prize includes winner will receive $1,000, first alternate $200,
second alternate, $125. The entry fee is $100. Hosted by Terry Damore Mizrahi. The categories include interview, white presentation, swimsuit, talent, from where, and on-stage question. Featuring special guests, Mr. Continental 2015, Mr. Joey Taylor, former Mr. Continentals, Angel Saez and Antonio Edwards, as well as the reigning Miss Westland Grand Empress, Cheyenne Valentino, and former Dream Boy Continental, Ray Valentino. And all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, a former Miss Continental, a former Miss Entertainer of the Year, a former Miss Black Universe, and the reigning Miss Black America and the promoter's special guest, Nicole Love Dupree. Again, Dream Boy Continental, 2015, Monday, April 27th, 9 p.m. sharp in Chicago, Illinois. Be there or be square. Hey, yo, what's up? This is Kendall Brinkley Brown, and here's a preview of my debut single, Why. Available now on iTunes, Google Play, and Amazon. You got me saying why, why, maybe it's just in my Download the hit single Y. Available today on iTunes, Amazon, and Google Play. For more information, please visit www.kindlemix.com. Again, that's www.kendollmix.com. Words never spoken is more than a book, it's a movement. It's for the man that's trapped in a closet, the man that's teaching himself how to lie, how to sneak, how to cheat, how to get over, and how to pass. It's for the little boy that wants to tell his mommy and daddy that he likes boys. It's for the man that will marry a girl knowing he's gay. It's for the man that will almost end his life because he's afraid the truth just may come out. It's my attempt to heal the frustrations that come with being gay, black and gay in particular. It offers permission to just be without apology. What's up, people? This is Craig Stewart. I am the author of Words Never Spoken, a memoir. It's available on Amazon.com, or you can download it to any e-reader. You can even visit my website at www.CraigTheWriterStewart.com. What up, guys? I'm A.L. And I'm C. And, and we're the Etcetera Twins. Make sure you guys check out our brand new single, Confetti, available on iTunes and Amazon today. Here's a little sneak peek. It's a private body. everybody thanks for tuning in you're listening to the talk with micah and this is your girl t.s madison yes god honey miss newie 22 inches herself remember ladies if you ain't rocking 22 inches or better bitch you're practically bald welcome back everyone welcome back if you've just joined us you've actually joined us at the best possible time um, so since we had a great show on last week and wasn't able to actually finish everything we had on the agenda, um, I decided that we needed to simply continue where we left off. I think that was the best thing. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into it. Let's go ahead and start by welcoming everyone back to the show, everyone back from last week. 
So let's first start with um, my co-host, my special co-host from New Orleans, Louisiana, Del Rio. Welcome back, Del Rio. Thanks, Michael. Um, and from Houston, Texas, or living in Houston, Texas, um, let's welcome back to the show, Henry. Welcome back. Hello, guys. And from Dallas, Texas, we have Trey. And from Memphis, Tennessee, Amarion. Welcome back, Amarion. Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks, Michael. Not a problem. And last but certainly not least, originally from Houston, Texas, but now residing in New York City, let's give it up for Tim. Welcome back, Tim. Yo, what's up, y'all? Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Okay. So let's go ahead and get right into it. To my listening audience, um, if you have a topic, a question, or even a scenario that you would like to have the guys discuss or answer on tonight, I will actually give you a bigger window than last time. So, you know, I'll give you the option or the time to press 1 to join another conversation so we can get you, you know, calling in and asking your questions, scenarios, needing advice, or whatever the case may be. In the event, I know sometimes people are scared. They don't want to say their real government name or whatever on the radio, especially when they're giving out scenarios or, or needing advice or whatever the case may be. If that's the case, you know, use an alias. I mean, a lot of people do that on Facebook. So um, if you want to be, if you need to do that, most definitely um, do that in the event that you want to um, call in and ask the question or whatever the case may be. Um, so thank you for everyone that's currently listening. If you are listening, um, I did on my Facebook Excuse me, on my Facebook page, I did share that we are actually live right now. So if you can, go ahead and, you know, if you're listening, you want to definitely get your people joined in on the conversation if um, if they are available. So go ahead and share it on Facebook, Michael Pierce. Um, it should be open to the public, so everybody should be able to share it and get people joined in on the conversation. Um, and to everyone that's listening via the link, um, thank you so very much. I can't see you as of right now, but um, thank you for also uh, listening in. Okay, so guys. Um, before we start, um, I, as I said in the beginning, I did put together a brief recap. I said brief, but it's not brief, but it's not too long either. But I wanted people to who did not listen or even to refresh the people who did listen last week, I want to refresh them on what actually went on. So what I'm going to actually do is just take a little time to actually play a recap. So if you guys hold for me. I'm going to play the recap of last week, um, you know, kind of chopped up, <laughs> and um, we'll be right back. So hold for me. So, Henry, what are your what are your stages or your five stages if you have any? Yes. Um, so, actually, I, I do have five stages of dating, and I've learned to follow them um, just from my experience in dating. So, basically, the first step for me is the meetup. With Instagram and social media, social media these years, you really don't know what you're getting. So, Ooh. the meetup, the first meetup is very important for me. So, the first step would be the first date. And um, if, you know, the vibe is cool, we go on more dates. That would be the second stage for me okay. um, in dating. We continue to date, get to know each other. As we get to know each other, we have to become friends. I always tell people and the people that I have dated, you have to be my boy. Like, I have, we have to be able to kick it and be friends before all of the romance, before all that extra stuff. Just be my boy. So after that, I mean, after we become friends and we, we can actually kick it together um, and see how things are and see how we kind of coexist with each other, then we go into the, the, the fourth stage for me, which would be to date exclusively. And we cut off all the other people that you're talking to on social media or on Jacked or Adam for Adam or wherever you find your, your, your people at. After you date exclusively, even with dating exclusively, um, from my experience, I've dated exclusively, but I wasn't necessarily in a relationship with the person. But my fifth step and final step would be to be in a relationship with that person. And that's the, for me, that's when you start to build something with somebody and you start to think about the future and, you know, plans for your career and how I can help you. And because I, I don't believe that things are always going to be 50-50. I believe that sometimes things are going to be 60-40. I'm going to have to pull more than I can push and mm -hmm. vice versa. So I really, really think that um, in our 
our community nowadays, I'm, I'm the person that, that knows what I want. And it's so hard for me because the people that know exactly what they want normally don't get it or something That's happens. Fine. So <laughs> I try to follow these steps, and, I, and I'm such a perfectionist in, in, in certain areas because I don't want to get hurt. But I'm, I'm young, I'm learning, and I try to follow these because I think for me it works. Even if we break up in a year or two years, I don't want to say I had an unsuccessful relationship because the relationships are about growing, and you're going to get your heart broken a thousand times before you find that one. That's how I feel. So. I have a different um, scenario when it comes to relationships and dating, and, and I want to ask you guys' opinions on this, and this is what I do. I do is when I date guys, I get to know them, but the minute it's one thing I don't like, I stop talking to them. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. what do you do? You guys think, like, what what is you guys' opinion or advice on how to get around there or what you do? Because I know that sometimes it can seem as coming off as being very petty because, I mean, to me, like, if you got ugly feet, then I can't talk to you. Or if, you're, uh, <laughs> if, your, finger, if your fingernails are always dirty, then we can't mm-hmm. have a problem. Why get around the expectation? I mean, if you set this expectation for what you look for in an, in an individual, then that's, that's what you like. So in trying to bend or manipulate what it is that you receive, perceive as your actuality, why do that? Because eventually, over time, it's, it's going to nag you and nag you and nag you to the point where this person starts to become an annoyance to you to the point where you no longer want to be with this person. So why not still stick with those standards and expectations and just continue to look for that individual that meets those requirements? Or yeah, you also stick, with those, stick with those expectations. Just be very assertive with the person. Think about it. This is the person you like. You're attracted to them. Why not say, look, man, I'm just going to be straightforward with you. Look, your fingernails are always dirty, and I can't tolerate that. Your breath is always saying, I don't want to smell that shit. Like, be very assertive with this person if you really like them instead of allowing them to entrap themselves in this this thing that's going to turn you off and you're going to get out of there. So I, I absolutely um, know exactly what you mean when when you talk about, you know, today how people have, um, what do you call it, a dismissive attitude when they, you know, meet somebody and if they don't meet all these check marks or whatever, that mm-hmm. I want to be gone, I want to be out of it with them. So I agree with that. I think that is the most unhealthy attitude that we have adopted today as gay men. I think mm-hmm. that because we have so many options on how to meet a new guy, we sometimes just dismiss people. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, he don't wear the right kind of shoes, so, you know, let me log on Jack and meet another dude. You know what I'm saying? That might, you know what I'm saying? Or his, um, you know, his body ain't what I want it to be, so let me log on and find a guy that got a six-pack or whatever I want. I just think that that is the most unhealthy thing that um, we have today, and I think that's why we have so many people out there who, you know, can't find love. I think that, you know, we live in a I think gay men want to find love. I just think that we can't because we have so many options. It's so easy these days to have a hookup or to get our rocks off that we just kind of just uh, uh, adopt this dismissive attitude. How important is sex when you're in a relationship? Like, how how important is sex to you when you're actually in a relationship, a commitment train, you know what I'm <laughs> so, so how important is sex when you guys are in a committed relationship? There you go. Go ahead. This is Tim. For me, for me it's important, um, that physical, that that moment that you connect and sex is very important for me. For me, however, and don't judge, I think that in a relationship you have to do um, things to spice up the sex life. Um, if you want to be, and what, my mindset when I'm in a relationship is that I'm thinking that this is the person that I want to be with for the rest of my life. So, of course, I'm, I'm a, in my mind I'm thinking about ways to not be bored with the same person every night. I think as, 
as men, our, our uh, hormone levels are, are high and raging, and us being gay men at that is just two men together, and it's just it's just clashing. And so for me, well, not have I done it, but I would just say that in my relationships that I would um, do certain things to spice up a relationship. And a lot of people don't agree, and some people do. Like for me, it's for instance, if I if I'm in a relationship and I see a hot guy or somebody else outside of the relationship, I would say, hmm, well, maybe I should think about bringing them over. So you're saying so, incorporating, a, incorporating a third into the bedroom? Correct. Okay. The, okay. Way, the, the reason why I, why I see that is the fact that we're men and we're going to see other people that are attractive or high. Mm. There's going to be somebody mm. to have. And I appreciate somebody that I'm dating for me to say, oh, well, you know what, I think they're hot. I think, you know, we should, you know, bring them over or let's see what's going on instead of having that person going behind my back. You know, yeah. cheating and having that conversation for me, and I just think that for me that works. I mean, it doesn't work for everybody. For me, it keeps it not boring. It keeps uh, it's fresh, and it keeps the open line of commun- communication where you don't have those positions to where um, you know you can be bored with the same person, or you say, oh, well, they ain't satisfying me sexually no more. We just because you just think about it, you with this person for the rest of your life, and I just cannot see a gay couple just having sex with the same person over and over and over again for the rest of their entire life. It just doesn't happen that way. To my other guys on on the the panel or on the uh, on the call, you know, what do you guys think about, um, honestly and candidly, this is a conversation, what do you guys think about bringing a third into the bedroom eventually throughout your relationship? <laughs> it's a no-go for me. Then tell me what I got to do. If I had to do backflips in the bedroom to satisfy you, you just let me know what I need to do <laughs> to satisfy that craving or that whatever you need. It's an absolute deal breaker for me. I would never, ever bring anybody into my bedroom. <laughs> it does not work for me. So that's my opinion. Okay. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to, this is the real. I'm going to agree with Henry because I, I really think, uh, you know, as far as as far as a relationship is concerned, when you're inside of a relationship, I think bringing a third person in clearly is, but it could be uh, Pandora's box. But Dario, I guess, and this is Omarion. I mean, if it opens Pandora's box, Pandora's box is just waiting to be open anyway. Exactly, my, my point. Bring somebody into our our situation or whatever, and they did feel or dig this person. Maybe there was just a blessing in disguise that you didn't need to be a part of my life. So um, in terms of uh, how important sex is in a relationship, um, to me, the older a relationship is, the less important sex becomes. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of the time we forget that we are men, and for two men to have intercourse with each other – it takes a lot of preparation for us. You know what I mean? We mm-hmm. have to, you know, we got to flee. We got to, you know, we can't eat. We got to, you know, got to <laughs> move, get all of your sheets. You know, you have a lot of issues and a lot of things that sometimes when you are in a relationship with somebody, meaning a committed relationship and it's long term, that kind of makes the sex less enjoyable. Meaning, okay, you know, my man want to take me out on a nice date. You know, we go out to eat, but okay, but now I'm on a full stomach, so now I can't eat. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of things that you got to think about when it comes to how important sex yep, is God. in a relationship. And to me, when you're in a relationship, sex is only a st- sex is a stimulant, period. Now, when it comes to this whole thing about a third person in the bedroom, I completely support it. I think that anybody who is in a relationship, you should definitely experience a threesome with your lover. I think mm. that one is going to build a closer bond with you and that mm. person. But I think, you, you I think that you need to establish rules. I would never have a threesome with my lover with, in, in my same city with these queens that I see in the club and all that. No fucking right. ma'am. I would okay. never. I would never give the girls access to my man like that. So, no. But what I will do, go to a random city. Go to Tuscaloosa, uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, and find you a random date, and you have a threesome with your man. I think that that is something that everybody should do, everybody should experience. Now, uh, I forgot who said that... Uh, 
something about monogamy and that sex is supposed to be sacred and this is Oh, that was Del Rio. Del Rio. So I completely understand where you're coming from with that. In a perfect world, we want to believe that. But see, that's the attitude that gets people cheated on. That's the kind of attitude right. that, you know, that you get your, you know, your, your heart broken. <laughs> I'm laughing because the person I'm dating right now is texting me like, oh, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> so, El, when it comes to uh, sex being sacred and all of that stuff, um, I just don't I, – I, I understand why you say that. But I think that we have to stop looking at sex as the the ring. Sex is not the ring. You know what I'm saying? Sex is only a stimulant that a lot of times people just use either one to get off or to, you know, kind of, you know, blanket this whole thing of, of them being lonely. And when you are in a relationship with somebody, sex a lot of the time becomes a job, especially for the person that's the bottom. I sympathize for the bottoms in a lot of relationships because, I mean, you really have to, like, not eat sometimes. Even for the top, I mean, you got nice sheets and, and all that on your bed. That lube, especially that, uh, what's that, uh, silicone lube, that shit get everywhere. It is so much easier sometimes to find some bottom who wants to do it and go do it, and then you and your man go about your business. So, yeah. So, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that that was our um our recap. Our our show is an hour and fifty six um minutes, so I did that in nine minutes and fifty two seconds. So um for those that didn't get to um, listen last week, you know that you got you got a little bit of, of what we talked about, and I tried to cover all of the guys's um you know point of views as much as I could in that in that short time frame. So guys, um if you're here, are you ready to go ahead and continue on? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So let's so let's go ahead and pick up where we left off. Um, which was concerning sex. Um, do you do you believe it's okay to have sex the first night with someone that you are actually trying to get to know or date? Like someone, I'm thinking of someone that you actually ho- have hopes of becoming lovers with. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, do you think it's okay to have sex on the first day? And honestly, can you? Yeah. Um, well, well I'll, I'll start there and then I'll move forward. So um, so yeah. so say give your answer and explain your answer. This is Tim. I think that it's okay. I think that we get stuck in a mind frame like, oh, if we don't have, if we have sex the first night, it's going to be over. Or, you know, just a stereotypical type of shit that, you know, that we go through mentally because it's out there in the community and we grasp it and we hold on to it. I think you can have sex the first night or you can have the sex the, the 20th month or whatever. I think whatever's meant to be is going to be. So, just by holding out that first night doesn't mean it's going to be the man for you the rest of your life. And by waiting doesn't mean it's going to be either. It's all about a connection and chemistry and how you two connect and how you move. And basically, like we did the five steps, you know, all that all that stuff. Like nothing about having sex the first day does not keep you from being with somebody. Okay. I agree. Um, this is Henry. I... However, in the time now, I, I do have a waiting period before I have sex with the person. Um, my main point of, for having the, the waiting period is because I want to know what the person's intentions are. Because even if we have sex the first night or if we have sex every other week or, you know, every, for, for a full uh, month every single day, um, what are your intentions? Are your intentions to have a relationship with me or do you just want to be a fuck buddy? And I got to keep those separate. So um, there's always, for me, there's always a waiting period I usually stick by it because I want to know what that, where that person's mind is and if this is going to possibly be something serious. Okay. All right. This is Omarion. Um, I agree as well. I think that it's not imperative, but at the same time, um, hey, it's like when you purchase a new car, I mean, you got to test it out before you actually, you know, hey. or whatever. 
So, um, I, I but I feel it. it. I, I, I will feel. Believe that. Um, you gotta know. You gotta know if they work. What they're working with first. I'm not saying I won't. You know, foreplay, but sex is a is a, is a waiting period for me. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking. I, I'm looking for a V6 engine. So, I mean, nonetheless, yes, I think that it is okay. It's not imperative, but it is something that if it does happen, it's not a deal breaker. So I'm. I'm. I think that it's okay to have sex the first time. Okay. And so, Marion, you just said that. You said that sex is not necessarily a, a deal breaker for you. So. Um, so with Tim and, and, and Henry that have already answered so far, like, okay, so what if the sex is bad? Like, what if it's just horrible? You know what I'm saying, the first go around. Is that, is that, is that going to be a deciding factor as to if you're going to continue the conversation, continue um, getting to know this person, or are you just, you know, you know, going to say... If well, it's- and, I, and I guess my, my perspective on that is that's where I can teach a person how to do something. I mean, that's something that you not taught. So it's something right. I can, you know, if I need to teach you how, you know, to sit on top of my dick or whatever the case may be, that's something over time to graduate you can't get used to. So, I mean, that, that's that's a learned skill in my opinion. So I, I, I can I can teach you that. Okay. Uh, I think I'm too old to be teaching, baby. You got to come in already knowing what <laughs> Come on, you better know this. <laughs> oh, but, <laughs> I'm not trying to babysit nobody or hold nobody's yeah, time. But, you got to know how to work. I guess, boom. When we get in the bedroom, it ain't time for teaching. It's time for some experience to go on. <laughs> but I guess, I guess, I guess my concern. I mean, because a lot of us are interested in younger guys. I mean, you you think about it. Somebody who's never had anal intercourse, you know, that's something that, that that's not. You just jump in and oh, I'm ready. It's something over time you do have to learn. So I mean, what do you do in those scenarios? Look, you ain't never had anal, then I ain't the man for you. The real trade. Well, Del Rio or Trey? Yeah, this is Trey. So okay. I said this on the last time I called that um, every boyfriend I've ever had, we had sex on the first night. Because for me, sex plays a huge part in my relationship. So if the sex ain't good, like, it's no need for me to, you know, look at you in any other kind of way. Like, mm. I can with somebody who I do not have good sex with. So that's just me personally. I'm not saying this should be the rule for everybody, but that's just my opinion on it because that's what works. So that's what works. Okay. I'll like stay on that one. <laughs> And Del Rio, Del Rio, are you I here? Fifth, I okay, fifth. Oh, you see the fifth. <laughs> we, we don't we don't have no time for pleading the fifth, but um, I, I but I remember I remember what car was it? it? Well, show was it? I know it was a real Ron Cut show, which is this show is a spinoff of. But I remember. Oh, I want to say it may have, it's either Kobe or Tim, uh, or um, Kobe, not Tim, Kobe or Steven, one of the two. But it kind of said exactly what Omarion was saying was just the fact that, you know, we are, we all started somewhere. We are, we didn't just, you know, knew how to really have sex and, you know, knew, knew how to throw it back and, you know, thrust and body movements and all the in positions. We really didn't know all of that when we first started. So, you know, the best thing to do, especially if this is what, from what they were saying, was that, you know, it's your time, especially if it's somebody that you're really getting into. If it's just a random, then, yeah, leave them alone. But if it's somebody that you're really into that way, then maybe it's, maybe it's you to be the, the teacher or kind of show them the ropes or whatever. But I heard somebody said they don't have time to teach. Um, so, but, but I understand that. I mean, I guess it's just to each his own or whatever. And, yeah, I, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I, I 
tells me that I don't have time to teach because um, I date older men because I I don't want to hold anybody's hand and I want somebody that's a little bit more experienced so that we don't have to go through that, you know. I be really turned off and because I have a waiting period and then once we finally have sex and if it's if it's bad, mm. oh, that's it's even worse because <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to sit down and be teaching somebody how to do this and that. Like you have to know what you're doing. I so Henry, maybe, maybe, maybe you need to like. I mean, I know that's probably your standards or whatever, but maybe you need to like relax your waiting period sometimes, since you know oh, yeah, if that has ever happened to you, you know, relax it, it and maybe you'll know it sooner than waiting so long. Yeah. I it's gotten shorter. I mean, it's definitely gotten shorter with time. Like, it just depends on the vibe. Like, I'm not saying no to sex completely, but I'm just saying there's certain things that I wouldn't allow. I wouldn't allow a person you know, into my body or me into that person's body. And so we build a connection with, you know, with each other. And gotcha. until then, then it's just, it's not, it's just going to be sex. And I don't, I don't just have random sex with people. That's just me. Right. Oh, I'm I guess my question for you is, is that, I mean, do you have that conversation though? I mean, is that something where you're like, you know, I like to get my dick so this way, or I don't like to get my dick so at all. I mean, because to me, technically that's teaching somebody, you know, how to experiment with your body. So nonetheless, we all have to say, hey, you know, when you when you suck my dick, I like you to lick my balls as well. I mean, those, those are pertinent conversations, in my opinion, to teach somebody how to learn you and what it is that you enjoy. So are those conversations well, that you have? Good point. Good point. Good point. I agree. I guess for I me, it's it's um that <clears throat> this is Henry, by the way. Um, I guess I have certain things that I like, but. I shouldn't, my main thing is I shouldn't have to tell you how I want to do it. Like, you should know how to please me. And if I don't like something, I'm going to tell you, well, I don't like this, but I'm not going to hold your hand and teach you. I think there's two, there's two different things. Teaching somebody to ride my dick and teaching somebody how I like them, like how, what position I like them in is different. Telling, telling somebody, hey, I like to hit it from the back and rather than you being on top all the time, then that's, that's two different things. I don't want to teach you how to do it, but I just want to let you know what position and how I like it. That's, that's, to me, it's not teaching you. I'm just telling you how I like it. Okay. Well, this is what we're going to do. I enjoy the conversation. I'm just in here really listening. But uh, I want to go ahead and, and, and get one of, um, as I said, I want to make it as interactive as possible, and I want to allow my listening audience to, you know, chime in. So I want to go ahead and tackle this first caller um, who looks like they're from New Orleans um, or at least Louisiana. Um, and I'm going to allow them to come on and, you know, give their comment, question. Scenario, whatever the case may be, let you guys address it, and then we'll move back in to the conversation. So the number, y'all better put your seatbelts on, guys. Okay. So the area code is five zero four. The last four digits is four seven zero one five zero four four seven zero one. You are now on the line with Micah in the candid conversation panel. Can I have your name, where you're calling from, and your question, comment, uh, scenario, please? This is Ricky. I'm in New Orleans. Um, just listen to these guys talk about sex and positions. And everything. When I'm having sex with somebody and I want them to be in a certain position, I'm going to tell them, turn, turn, turn over, bend over, put your leg here, put your leg there. But that's not teaching. That's me making sure that I, I'm doing what I want to do to please that person make sure that I please myself. So I don't, but I think people kind of putting too much emphasis on sex and having it on the first day. If if I have sex about on the first day, we are not. 
We are not about to continue on in a in a relationship or dating and get to know somebody. All we can do is we have sex on that first day. You like it. Cool. Keep my number. I'll keep yours. I'll call you when I'm in that mood again. We hit up, we hit up again, and that's that. But if I'm going to be dating somebody, I have to actually get to know that person, talk to them, feel them out, go on a few dates. And just build the chemistry, and not so much focus on the sex. Because when you just focus on the sex, you kind of taking you kind of taking away from. Then you then you focus on whether or not if it's good, if it's, if it's bad. If the chemistry is there, if, if the emotional connection I feel is there, I got the sex every time you hit. And in my opinion, once you did those stages of building that relationship, building that chemistry, and building that emotional connection, the sex is going to always be good. It's not going to never be a dull moment with sex. And when the the threesomes thing, I kind of agree with. Well, I, full, I do agree with Del Rio. The threesome, I, I, I would have it. I've had it. I just don't dare, don't try my relationship because I, I'm the selfish type. My lover is my lover. I'm not going to share them with anybody else. And I've been mm-hmm. in one threesome when I was single with lovers. There was, there, was, there was a couple. We had the threesome, and after the three, threesome was over. Both of the guys slipped me their phone number. It, 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 mm. So it's, it opens up Pandora's box, but it also kind of let let me know that chances are, if you fucking somebody else, if you bring somebody else in your bedroom and they and they like the sex, you're gonna do exactly what that real say. It's gonna build that bridge, gonna build that wall. And one of you, the one of you are gonna start stepping outside that relationship. You're gonna they're gonna do exactly what they did with me. They're gonna meet up. They're going to have sex again, and it's going to be an ongoing thing without your lover. I don't like right. anybody that do it, but for me, oh. my relationship, no, no. And, no, we we got a problem. We got trust issues now. But that's now, did someone have a question for I thought some, Did somebody have a question for Ricky? I know I heard. Well, not necessarily a question. This is Omarion. I guess okay. the answer to the first part of the question, I feel like if you have to tell somebody to turn over a certain way or bend this way or do that, I mean, to sit on the dog train. That's, that, that's where you're teaching somebody, hey, look, this is what I need in order for you to please. You're not the bottom of the, you're not the bottom of the barrel. I can, we can barely hear you, Omarion. Yeah. Sorry, can you? Oh, go ahead. Okay. You're not the bottom of the barrel, but at the same time, you know, it's still some, some area for improvement. So I feel like by telling somebody to turn this way or flip over or do this, that's on the job training. And in response to the threesome, I feel like, you know, when it comes down to a threesome, it, I think it's more of a it's more of an age spectrum. Um, newer people these day, in this day and age, I, I feel like relationships have evolved over time. I mean, not necessarily – Bring somebody into your relationship is imperative, but at the same time, if that if that's if that's what you all have communicated between each other, and that's something that that both of you all come to an understanding, to me, that's you all's agreement. A relationship is not about setting. A relationship is about setting standards, but at the same time, when you're dealing with a relationship, it's 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 a mutual agreement. So if we both agree that okay, we bring somebody in the room, we're not going to deal with this person after the fact. You know, it's just something we want to experience one time in our relationship. And that's just that. I mean, it just depends on the person. And one thing that you did say is that you're a jealous person. So if you're a jealous person wholeheartedly, you're saying that that's something I don't want. But I may not be a jealous person where I can say, okay, well, you know, yeah, we can bring somebody in this one time. Look, it's not only this one experience, but that's that. 
Did I say I was a jealous person? Or did is, I say I'm a selfish person? I don't want to share my lover. Yeah, I'm you sorry. say you say I, you was a selfish. I, I use I use selfish and jealous universally. I mean, when you say selfish, that means I only want you to myself. I I only I only need this one particular person, and I don't need anything else. And I mean, I I do apologize if I say it's jealous, but I guess I kind of use that interchangeably because selfish and jealous means I just want this one person. Not just well, I, I, okay. I, I, I see what you're saying, but um, that, that, that's my opinion. I wouldn't do it in my relationship. And go ahead, Tim. Tim, go ahead and give your comment, and then we'll go, move, move to the next caller from nine zero one. Tim, for me, if you're telling somebody what positions to get in, what to do, then that means to me that's like a break of connection, <clears throat> and it's not genuine, and it's, it's not no fluidity into that that sexual intercourse because I just feel like. If if we having sex, the only talking we need to be doing is like, yeah, ride that dick or do that shit or, you know, throw that shit back. Stuff like that. I don't need to be telling you, okay, turn over this way. Okay, now put your foot up here. Okay, turn your back that way. So for me, <laughs> that is kind of coaching and trying to teach somebody when you're trying to put them in a position that you want when it should be fluid and they should be able to give it to you without you even having to mumble a word. Right, and I believe uh, also, Tim, that, you know, it's okay to have, excuse me, it's okay to have those conversations, you know, as we said since the last call, expectation conversation. I think, you know, and we all, when, we get, when we're getting to know somebody, we are, the sex things comes up. It comes up more, you know, sometimes from other people it comes up a little more than, you know, than usual. Depends on, you know, if they're really, you know, uh, sexually active or they like sex a lot or whatever the case may be. But um, I think that it's okay during those times to tell them, you know, this is what I like. I like getting this done. This, yeah, you know, so when it comes down to the actual, you know, you guys in the bedroom when you're doing your thing, it's like they can kind of go back and refer to that conversation. Like, okay, well, I know he likes getting this done. I, I know he likes getting this done or doesn't like this or whatever. And then it keeps down that whole, like, you know, like she was saying, you know, put your foot there, this, that, and the other. It alleviates all of that. You know what I'm saying? You don't even have, you don't have to work because you already, you, you already talked about it. You know, and I think that when you get down to, if you're just meeting somebody off of an app or, you know, Facebook nowadays, you know, Facebook is a new jack and Adam for Adam now. So, you know, if you're on Facebook and you meet somebody and y'all decide to, to go that route, you know, I, I say just take sex for what it is. Don't sit there and tell me, okay, don't do this, do, do this, don't do that. I mean, I think it just ruins it at that point. But um, thank you uh, to Ricky for, for calling in. And I'm going to go ahead and take another call and then, um, since they came right with a question right behind Ricky, um, area code 901. And also, Trey had to go. Well, he didn't have to go. His phone was dying, so he's going to call back into from a different phone in, in a second. But um, area code 901, last four is 7341. It looks like that may be Memphis, Tennessee. Um, area code 901-7345. You are now live on the talk with Micah and friends, the Candid Conversation through part two. Um, can I have your name, where you're calling from, and your question, comment, or scenario, please? What's up, guys? This is Eli, and I'm in Little Rock, but I'm from Memphis. First of all, I just want to say I've enjoyed the conversation last week. And um, for me, it's just like, where's the love in this conversation about relationships? It almost sounds like a business transaction. This is what I like. This is what you like. Okay, let's see if what each other was uh, what we like goes together. 
You know, I think sometimes uh, we focus so many things on what it is that we want or we desire that we don't get to discover the beauty of the person that we're trying to get into this relationship with. You know, um, I think when you talk about real, I mean, when you're trying to get build a real relationship with somebody, no, I don't think you should have to instruct someone, but, hey, if it takes, if this person is worth the investment or and you're willing to take the risk to be with this person, then say, hey, baby, you know, when you do this and such, 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 uh, why don't we try it this way? You know, um, I think sex is so important in relationships in today's society is because that's what everything in our society perpetuates. The music that we listen to, the movies that we watch, the TV shows that we watch, it all promotes sex. So, therefore, it becomes this great big thing instead of the connection that two people are supposed to have to keep them together and hold them in a relationship. And I really just had a comment more than a, a question or a scenario. Okay. Well, we thank you so we thank you so very much, Eli. I love that. Where is the love and all of this? I love that. So thank you so very much and um, appreciate your support. Okay. Um. So guys, we're gonna go ahead and uh, I want to talk about really quickly um, celibacy. Um. You know, oftentimes you know people in or out of our community, and I'm saying gay or straight. You know, um, uh, they choose to participate. Excuse me. They choose to practice um abstinence or celibacy. You know, so do you believe in my, – my question to, to you guys, and we can talk about it a little bit, is, like, do you believe in celibacy? You know, have you tried it? And if so, you know, did you find out anything about yourself um, during the time that you were abstaining from sex? So, again, you know, do you believe in celibacy? Have you tried it? And if so, you know, what did you find out about yourself while abstaining from actual, you know, sexual relations? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and, and let Henry tackle this and then Del Rio and then so forth and so on. However, y'all want to do it, <laughs> but we'll start with Henry. <laughs> okay, so I mean, to a certain extent, um, I've practiced it. Um, I haven't been single for very long, but when I have been single, I've refrained from any sexual activities with anybody, um, mainly because I think that we get so lost. And and for me, let me speak on for me and for myself. Um, I know that I'm a person that can get really attached to somebody um, when I let somebody close to me. So. I um, I have learned a lot for, by, uh, about myself by being celibate because I'm not giving my body to Tom, Dick, and Harry. Um, I, I have, like, a point system, and I believe that I value my body so much, and I think that, um, I mean, I guess teach his own. Everybody has a different opinion about, you know, sex and what they like and who they let in and how they let them in. But um, for me, every person that I allow into my body or I – I'm into their body, however we want to do it. Um, I I want to make sure that there's a connection, and I don't want to feel like I'm just I'm just fucking the fuck because I never want to walk into a club or to a bar and everybody be be able to say I've been with that person. And also because I don't know where I'm going, you know, I have goals for myself and for my my career, but I don't know if I'm going to be you know, the next president of the United States. I'm 22 years old. I don't know what's going to happen in my future. And all the things that I do now are setting the path for my future and for my personal life. And I don't want to have to bury these bones in my backyard so they can be developed uh, by somebody else. So for me, um, I practice it to a certain extent because I, I really want to make sure that I'm, you know, I'm good. And I, I feel whole when I do that. And that's the most important thing. I feel like, okay, I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm good. But, Everybody else, you know, God, it may be different for different people, but <laughs> that's just me. 
Okay, okay, yeah. No, I I, I love that, um, what you found out about yourself, with, you know, during the period when you were not, you know, um, having sex. And I think that's important. So that's why I really posed the question because, you know, you'll find out certain things. Um, and I'll say this, my little piece, and then I'll let, um, you know, the other guys chime in, is that, you know, I really, <clears throat> well, I think mostly, aside from maybe Henry and Trey, everybody else kind of knows that for two years and two years, and I believe it was five months, um, as of yesterday, it was two years and five months, that I have not um, really had, you know, sex or whatever. Uh, so I've kind of been, I, I chose to be celibate for a year, and then it kind of turned into, you know, a year, year and a half, two years. During that time, I was in um, a brief relationship or whatever, um, and that just wasn't my focal point, you know. Um, and um, I'm still <laughs> I'm still holding on. People always say, you know, oh, my God, you're strong. And I think, you know, and someone, I had a conversation with someone earlier today, and we talked about it, and I said, um, you know, what I've learned about myself is that I'm a strong individual, number one. And number two is that, Sex does not define me. I don't need sex to survive. You know, at the end of the day, I have my hand if I need it. You know, my Vistar, you know, to my favorite website, say. But, uh, you know, if, if, I need, if I need to do something, then, then I'll do that, you know. Um, and for me, because I am, you know, in my dirty 30s, I'm looking for a little bit more than just casual. And I'm not going to say there, there comes a time every now and again where I'm just like, damn, I, you know, I, I, I just want to have somebody next to me and I want to be able to do those things. You know, but um, and when I'm saying sexual relations, I'm saying like heavy, like you know, you know, you know, the full. I I I, I don't know why I don't want to be vulgar, <laughs> but you know, like you know, in and out, you know, them fucking me, me fucking them. I'll, I'll say that. So um, for me, I just learned, you know, throughout that process that I am a strong individual and sex doesn't define me, and I don't necessarily have to have it. Um, but definitely, when I'm in a relationship and you know, and, and we take it to that to that level. Oh man, it's like I want it whenever I want it. You know what I'm saying? It's really not. That's the type of person I am. Like if if I'm in a relationship, when I want it, oh, it's when I want it. It's not when you want it. And I'm kind of selfish a little bit, you know, when it comes to that. You know, I I'll I'll get better, I guess, with time or when I get into that next relationship, um, whenever that may be. But uh, Tim or Marion, uh, Daria, I, I ask Daria, Daria, what um what do you think about celibacy? Um, do you believe in it? Have you tried it? And if so, what did you find out about yourself? And then we'll get the other two guys and we'll move to the next one. Micah, if you don't mind, can I go third? Because I'm just getting away. From oh yeah, go ahead. Okay, that's fine. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Tim, for me, it's not really. I don't know. It's not really celibacy. But for me, in order for me to have sex with somebody, it has to be a connection. So like, I can't do random sex and random hookups, or I can't take somebody home from the club. So it's kind of weird because. It's like I don't have sex with people if I'm not talking to them or dating or, you know, something like that. So I'm not really celibate, but I'm not having sex because I'm not talking to nobody, if you if you understand that. Uh-huh. So it's kind of weird. But I don't, just me personally, I don't think that being celibate solves much of anything because, I mean, hell, we all love a nut. So... Um, but everybody has a different mind frame, and everybody thinks different. Everybody does think different, so I can't say, you know, how it makes somebody else feel. Right, exactly. So, so for you, it it just it just doesn't prove anything by by you being yeah, so. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. But I mean, but it, like I said, it's kind of weird because 
it's like I'm kind of celibate because I'm not talking to nobody, so I'm not mm-hmm. having sex. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's kind of, you know, up and down, like, am I celibate or am I not celibate? Because I can't just, you know. And it's not like like I don't want to meet random people or have random sex. I have tried those things before, and they don't get me up. Like, right. In past times, I've, you know, met people on apps, and that's why I don't have apps no more or none of that stuff no more. Because I tried to, and then when I get there, oh, my dick won't get hard. Or, you know, I'm just not into it as a I'm into it with somebody that I have a connection with that I know their, ba- their background. So for me, it's just like I, I, I just can't do it. Amariana? Okay, when I when I think about celibacy, I think it's more synonymous with, like, fasting. So it's something that you abstain from in order to build a closer relationship, like, with God. So there's nothing that I have practiced as far as celibacy. Now, I've fasted and done other things that build my relationship with God. But, I mean, I, I do understand the concept of celibacy. If it's something, you know, that that you need to withdraw yourself from because you frequent so much and, and you've become – you know, it's become overbearing in your life, then I, I can understand celibacy or it's something that you want to do until you get married, but it's nothing that I personally practice, I would say. I mean, there are other methods that I practice in order to build a closer relationship with God. Hmm. And, you know, I, I say from, you know, for me, when going back to what Tim, what, going back to what Tim said in regards to, you know, um, him being like an off-and-on type person, I mean, even just me leading up to, you know, going – Quitting cold turkey, or whatever. I'm just, I'm not being a real sexual person when it comes down to just randoms. You know what I'm saying? Like, it has to be somebody that I know. Like, honestly, and I'm being all honest, and I'll put my shit out there. You know, like, I even said this was, this was, when did I, I think it was like October um, when I went to Atlanta and um, for an event. And um, I was just like, hey, if I go there and I have sex, I'm going to have sex with the last person I had sex with, which was in Atlanta when I used to live there. <laughs> so for me, it was like I'd rather just do it with somebody that I'm comfortable with if I'm going to engage in that because I have been going so long versus, you know, doing a random and feeling like regretting it at the end or, you know what I'm saying, because for me, I, there's a greater good for me. There's something that I want out of the deal, which means I want to be in a relationship. I want to be in a healthy relationship, committed, all that good stuff. So because of that, like, I'm just like, i just rather not sacrifice all of that and in my own mind, for for just a quick nut, and then at the end of the day, he leaves, or I leave with a case of feet, and I'm still feeling empty inside. I'm still feeling that that longing to be with someone and be with someone forever. So, you know, I just want to see what you guys um, thought about that. Um, Del Rio, did, did you um, are you able to talk, or do we? Yeah, do I can talk. talk okay, go ahead. Um, for me, do I believe in celibacy? I do. Uh, do I practice it? Uh, no. Um. I I have and I've gone like you know different times and, and I think celibacy is just it's not it, and it's just my opinion celibacy is a deliberate act so it's not because you just haven't had sex it's because you have mentally psychologically physiologically you have gotten all of those parts of yourself together and said you know I'm not going to do this deliberately mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. I done that several times yes I have. Uh, Am I doing it now? Uh, not, not really. I mean, it's 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 probably the the former of the two uh, scenarios I just gave, where I'm just not doing it because it hasn't come up. I haven't been in a position because I've been working, or you know, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but do I believe in it? Yes, because of my upbringing. I think uh, last week 
uh, Trey and I were ha- were having uh, some good exchanges, and uh, I still believe what I believe, and it's not going to change anything. But I understand after uh, getting off the call and listening to the call and the exchanges between Trey and I, just kind of listening to what he was saying, I kind of understand uh, where he's coming from. Right. You know, as uh, when he was pointing out my train of thought and my thinking, and it, it, it can be, you know, an ancient or, you know, archaic type of thinking only because I was taught, you know, in the church. And a lot of the things that, uh, now I've strayed away from a lot, you know, the majority of, things, of those things, but some of those things are still with me, and I keep them, and I live by them. And, uh, you know, so celibacy, whenever I'm I'm to the point, I, I, I always... Uh, use celibacy uh, to break monotony and to break habits. So I do it even with, uh, I guess not celibacy, but I do it with uh, drinking alcohol. What I do is I stop deliberately just to break the habit because I don't want to be, in my head, identify myself as an alcoholic or with sex. I don't want to identify myself as a nymphomaniac. So I break those habits uh, deliberately. And so, so I, I believe in it, and I've tried it, but uh, what I see I'm doing it now, no, because it's not delivered at all. Okay. Uh, I'm going to move, and, and Carlos, if you have a question, comment, or whatever, you can definitely press 1, um, and I'll, I'll, chime in, I'll chime you in. Um, I want to talk, I want to go back, or I want to talk about now relationships. So we talked about sex, we talked about the dating, and I just want to talk about relationships. And all of us have been in a relationship at one time or we're currently in or dating, whatever the case may be. And um, which one do I want to start out with is the question. Hold on, guys. I have so many. Oh, here it is. Um, what I've noticed, <laughs> what I've noticed over the past I'm going to say really over the past year, year and a half, and I myself maybe have been included in this, so, you know, I'm not exempt, but um, people exploiting their relationships on Facebook um, is something that I've seen, and I just want to know what you guys think about, you know, the the whole, you know, every five minutes it's I'm in a relationship, this is my dude, we're here, we're there, da-da-da, we're in love, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you guys think about that whole thing? And how do you, what is your approach to your relationship as it pertains to social media and the public and the community and all that kind of stuff? I think that there's a plus and there's a negative to having your relationship displayed on social media. (laughs) Why I say this is because, you know, People tend to post everything on social media about their relationship, and that's the first problem. Um, damn, I'm trying to figure out how to say it. Okay, so I'm just going to say it. So for for me in relationships, I I want everybody. Hold on, hold on, Tim. Somebody has something going in the background. I don't, I don't think it's Tim. So it's whoever it is, if you can mute your phone for me, I greatly appreciate it. Go ahead, Tim. So for me, I want everybody to know who I'm with, but I don't know. I don't want anybody to know what's going on inside of our relationship. Mm-hmm. So it takes a level of, of maturity as an adult to know what to post and what not to post. And see, that's the problem we have in our community today. We have these young relationships, these popcorn relationships that last 10 and 15 minutes, and you spread all this stuff on Facebook, and then two weeks later, you're in another relationship with somebody else. 
So then we get this stereotype of, oh, gay relationships don't last. And right. A lot of gay people don't take relationships serious. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people are just in it for what they can benefit at the moment and not for the love. But I think once that we zone in and zero in on, you know, love itself, and who the hell am I talking because I can't find it for myself, <laughs> once we zone in on love itself, then that stereotype will kind of change. But we're far from where we need to be in the community as important in relationships. But And what gets me is that we try to fight for gay rights and say, oh, gay people should get, can get married. And But on a daily basis, we don't live our lives up to those standards. So how do we accept other people, want other people to accept us and we don't take our own self seriously in relationships? So can, can I can can I can I can I say something? This is Del Rio. Can I say something about that? And I, I I do agree with you. Was that Tim just now? Yeah, Tim. I do agree with you to a certain extent. I've I've been uh, answering uh, that response to uh, that you just made at the at the very end to. Uh, gay rights and gay men. I've been answering that response for a long time because I, I don't think the two uh, should be married at all. Uh, the irresponsibility of a person, gay or straight, uh, disqualifies, disqualifies them for wanting, uh, you know, th- those rights to marry and things of that nature. So I don't think it really has too much to do with gay rights. Those rights are human rights. So it doesn't matter uh, if Gay people are not, uh, you know, don't have sustainable relationships. There are straight people who don't have sustainable relationships, many more than gays, because, of course, there well, I don't want to say there are many more straight people than gay. I don't know. But a lot of straight people have very un- unsustainable uh, dating, their dating process, uh, getting to know one another. The relationships are very uh, unsustainable, even their marriages. So we can't say oh, well, you guys can't ask, or we shouldn't ask for our basic human rights because we, have, we haven't, you know, uh, settled some things within ourselves or within the dating process. I mean, that's, if that's the case, then we have to tell everyone that, hey, you can't get married until you have uh, mastered the art of dating or you've matured or you've gotten to a certain level, which should be, you know, understood, not a law, but should be understood. So I think sometimes, like, we, we kind of overstep with, with, you know, with, with that perspective of thinking that uh, we can't ask for those basic rights that humans should have uh, as gay men because our relationships don't last. I mean, straight relationships don't last either. So that's, that's all I want to say. Because I've, I've been going I back and forth. I think my point is that if you're going to post and talk about it, then be about it. I mean, right. everybody's different and everybody handles situations different, so I can't speak for everybody. But I just feel like, like I said, the majority of the community relationships, they don't work, they don't last, but then we're the first to say, oh, we need rights. So my my thing is just that if you're going to say that we need rights, then live your life right. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, so go ahead. Go ahead, Mario. No, you go ahead. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. I mean, because you took me off. No. Um, Go ahead. Is that I really think it's foolish when people post the relationship. I think that a relationship is a private union between two people. When you post things on Facebook, Facebook is more for, in my opinion, marketing and networking. So 
why 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 am I marketing my relationship? A relationship is something that that should be sacred between those two individuals. So I I I think it's crazy because. What you're doing is you're making yourself susceptible to ridicule as well as individuals stepping into your relationship because when you go through your good times, you're posting. When you go through your bad times, you're posting. When you go through your ups and downs, you're posting. So, I mean, that that's just inviting individuals into your relationship to provide opinions that should honestly be between two people. So, I think it's really foolish that people put their relationships, their pictures, their this on Facebook, and that's just my opinion. Yeah, and um, so, I'm out. <laughs> I think God is trying to tell me I don't need to say what I what, what I want to say. But go ahead, uh, Darius. Like I said, say it. I'm I'm gonna hush. Go ahead. What you what you said, Omarion? I didn't say anything. Oh, um, is Henry is, 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 is Henry still here? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> okay. Um. I, okay. What? Okay. Well, I'll say this, and then I'll you know, Jesus. Um. Well, I. Well, you know, I always tell people, I always say this, I would not be a, a great host or, or, or uh, you know, host of a show or whatever if I did not become, you know, relatable or personable or whatever, you know. Um, so I always like to draw from my experiences, you know, at times and not getting into anything. But um, I just learned my lesson, you know. So I, I get what Marion said, you know, in regards to it just should be private. And it's because I was always a private individual regardless you know, I you don't know. I could have a whole lot of stuff going on. Y'all wouldn't know that. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't, I don't give. And actually, I love my life. But I'm just saying, like, I, I just don't. Uh, I don't think everybody should have that access to my life. You know what I'm saying? Especially people that don't give too flying. You know what about me? Because we have all those on our. We just have those Facebook watchers, lurkers, spectators that you know really are not there for good. And some, you know, unfortunately, it's hard for us to weed those people out unless we actually have some type of interaction with them, um, and it goes from there. But um, I, I wasn't the person, I, well, I wasn't the type of person when I was in a relationship that I just post, you know, like, oh, you know, today this, today that, da 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 for, the me, for, for me, for the most part, it was for so just a photo here and there, or, hey, I'm traveling to this state, and everybody knows where he is, and so many people were for my union with this person, you know, but... You know, I say I want you have those people out there that you may not know that really don't want to see you succeed. You know, don't want to see that relationship succeed. And so what happens is, and I've seen it happen countless times with other people. You have those that that try to go and prove a point. You know, whatever that point is. You know, so then they'll try to go after whoever you're with or whatever case may be. So I like certain relationships that where um, you don't know. You, all you know is this person is married. So I call myself you will next go around. All you're gonna know is I am I'm I'm good. You know what I'm saying? And then if I do post a picture, it'll probably be six months to a year that we're actually in this thing and then you guys really know, oh, who I'm dating because at that point there's nothing for in my mind, there's nothing that you're gonna be able to do to try to um tear us down or whatever because at that point we're strong enough to, to withstand whatever, you know, from the public. So I've learned my lesson. Um, I'm not, I'm nowhere near as bad as some people that I see out there. Um, be happy in, in your relationship and all that, but I just say kind of keep a lot of that stuff private, you know, because honestly I don't want to hear about it. Um, I'm sure a lot of people don't, but, you know, it's, it's to each his own. So, Henry, what were you going to, um, what were you going to say? Uh, well, basically, um, it's pretty similar to what you said already, but um, I'm, I'm just, a, I'm a private person, so I, re- I will never post anything about my relationship on Facebook um, or social, social media in general. 
Uh, mainly because it is. It's just it's what we have going on in our home or you know what we have going on in our personal lives. Um, it's our business, not for the world to uh, chime in on and give me their opinion because I don't I don't need anybody's opinion. Um, now I, will, I have a question because this is something that I'm I'm kind of struggling with right now um, while we're on the topic of uh, social media and relationships. Um, I was recently in a relationship with somebody, and um, this person was, I would say, an entertainer. Like before me, he would entertain mm. you know all all the guys. That, that would just hit him up and ask him or inquire about whatever you know, he does as his profession. Um, so while we're dating, you know, I had to give it time to for that to cease and for people to realize that he's not interested or it was he interested. Well, recently um, I gained access, I had full access to every account um, that this person I was dating had. Um, so I would check it periodically. Not every day because I, I believe that trust is a choice, but I still wanted to see if and when he was responding to people. Um, so he would receive nude pictures in his DM on Instagram. And for me, that was just like a no-go. I feel like if a person sends you this picture, you had to have let them on or they just don't respect you enough as who you are and they just want to see how you're going to respond um, to use that against you in the future um, because they know that we're together. So I um, I demanded at one point that I'm going to have access and I'll give you full access. Do you think I was wrong for that or was I overstepping boundaries or should I have just let it be what it was and continued on? Oh, anybody can answer that. I'm not going to answer Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still dealing with it right now. I'm like, should I just forget about it and be like, whatever, or just, I mean, I really, I, think, I really want to make sure that I'm I'm not a pushover, and I don't want anybody to be like, okay, well, he, if he's cool with it, I'm, I'm cool with it too. I think one is entitled to their own privacy. Um, I don't feel like no one should be able to have the password to my phone or nobody should be. If you're in a relationship, though. Yeah, I feel that way. because this And this is why, you know, this is why. Tell me why. What if... My mom comes to me and say, "Hey, I'm I'm going through cancer or something, and I don't want nobody to know. Can you help me?" This? And you know, what if my best friend is going through some trouble in times and don't want anybody to know? And I just let my my boyfriend have all access to to that. Then I have, I have breached some information that I, you know, that somebody had held within me confidentially. So it's not just about oh, let me get this because. Um, I'm trying to hide so I don't want to have my stuff because there's certain stuff that you that you hold private and sacred to your heart that that's always not for your significant other to find out. Mhm. Anybody else? <laughs> well, no one wants to talk tonight. So, um, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> Go ahead, Mariana. Um, I, I'm currently in a relationship, so I mean, I I, I, <laughs> I I don't see a problem with the person having your information, but at the same time, you have to understand that certain things are not warranted. So somebody can see a picture on Facebook, a shirtless picture of me on Facebook, and they can inbox me a picture of them nude and saying, oh, you know, I think you're so sexy to try to entice me. 
So that there are mechanisms. So why hold me accountable for what the next person sends to my inbox? What you need to do is read the preceding messages to see if I'm entertaining this individual. So mm-hmm. I, I sort of kind of I, I, I'm in that entertainment field or that field where you know a lot of people see my face, et cetera. So as it relates to that, half the time it's not me wanting these people to do these things. It's sort of kind of like they say, "Hey," I say, "So." They send me a new picture, and it's like, oh. Yeah, they do it. They do it outside. You find what you look for. So if you're going to look for it, you need to read those preceding conversations, et cetera, in order to get a clear understanding before you approach me with those problems. Mm-hmm. So so, so, what would your advice, I mean, so what do you, maybe I, maybe I missed it. So, what, I mean, what my, would you take? I guess, I guess, I guess my, my advice being on the, I guess, opposite spectrum of it is if you're going to look through somebody's phone, always anticipate the worst because it's nine times out of ten, the same thing that attracted you to this person is going to attract someone else to this Mm. person. But it really comes down to what is that person doing to entertain these individuals. If this person holding a conversation, yeah, come see me, you can suck my dick on Wednesday at 9 because my boyfriend not going to be here. Yeah, I understand that. But if you see, hey, suck, Three days later, a naked picture. Four days later, what's up? Five days later, you know, why you not responded? Then I, I, I don't see their point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely, 100%. So, so you guys think it's, because um, um, I, I, I believe I have Tim's point of view as far as he doesn't believe that, you know, you guys should have, um, his lover should have the password and all that good stuff. And I'm kind of with you, Tim. Um, the conversation just never came up um, with anyone that I've dated over the years or whatever the case may be in regards to, oh, let me have your password and other. Because I always, you know, I'm going to trust you until you give me a reason not to, of course, you know. But I also believe that what's done in the dark will come out to light, you know what I'm saying? And I think that after you've been doing this, or I want to say doing this, I hate to say that, but when you've been, you know, dating guys and, you know, whatever the case may be for years, you kind of are able to, know what's really going on, keep out, you know, or that one eye open at times or whatever the case may be. So I really honestly don't really get into all of that, wanting to know uh, wanting to know what's in your inbox or you I don't, you better not ask me for no password because you're not getting it. Not that I'm hiding anything or whatever, because that's not who I am, right. but I think everybody is, is entitled to be an individual. You know, you're in a relationship, yes, you know, but when you go to work, you're going to work as an individual. You're not going to work as a couple. You know what I'm saying? When you're right. hanging out with your friends, you don't hang out as a couple, you know, unless that's what y'all do. But, you know, you go out as an individual. Everybody, just, everybody deserves that right to be an individual. But also everybody deserves that right, or uh, I, 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 I don't want to say right, but everybody deserves to be um, trusted, you know, until they give you a, a reason not to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Because, like I said, me and Micah talk about stuff all the time. And if I had a boyfriend and some of the stuff that me and Michael talk about, my boyfriend know all my kids, Michael's going to look at me like, what the fuck is your problem? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I agree. I, I, I appreciate the, um, the feedback. It's greatly appreciated. It's just something that, for me, I'm, I'm dealing with right now, and I'm mm-hmm. kind of like, uh, I don't know. Because I'm, I'm a very assertive person, but I try to just, Take a chill pill, you know, sit back and be like, okay, cool. It, it is what it is. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna let it be what it is. But deep down inside, I still feel some type of way about. And you, you still have access to this stuff? Of course. Man, I'll be changing my password for your ass so quick. 
But Michael, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's, it's some people that have their transparency in their relationship. They're, but they're not, he's not in no relationship anymore. Exactly, it's toxic. <laughs> dating, etc. But they may have their transparency. I guess we'd have mm-hmm. their transparency because I'm the person that if you have my Facebook password, it's cool. You know, you can go through it. You may see some shit. I mean, it is what it is. After, after hold on, I'm already Okay, y'all not together no more. Okay, let's say you and 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 John John, y'all not together no more. You know, y'all y'all through. But John John still got all your stuff. It's still occasionally oh, the, the, going through your stuff. Relationship over. The password changes when the relationship over. But if okay, so that's so that's 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 Henry's situation. Oh okay. Henry's not in a relationship anymore, but he still goes and lurks. <laughs> Henry, stay out of that people inbox. It's not. It's not because we have an agreement that hey, you can stay out of my password. I'm not. I'm not entertaining anybody. And at this point, it's just like okay, cool. Besides that, I'm also. Kind of, um, how do I say this? Managing this person's career. Okay. And so I have to like kind of filter certain things out because I don't want them to. It just I don't want it to be like that. So okay. Um, you know I, here, I have this obligation to do certain things, and I don't approach with it because here's one thing: if I was approaching about approaching him about every situation, that would be one thing. I don't. I don't even speak on a lot of things, but I'm asking because it bothers me. Mm-hmm. Should I speak on certain things or should I not? Should I just sit back and be like, whatever, it is what it is. It is what it is. It's over but not over. It's it's complicated. So oh, we are, oh, oh you that's your that, that's your status. Oh, it's complicated. <laughs> okay, it's complicated. It is definitely complicated <laughs> because I'm trying uh-huh. I think that um as I grow and as I'm as I'm progress in life. Um, I need to. I still need to learn some things. You know, I'm, I'm very young, and I'm. Tr- I'm still trying to get myself together. When I right. try to understand life situations, and so for me, it's the hardest part to be like, "Oh, I love you," and you know, this is this, this and that. But we have these few elements where you're a little bit more developed or seasoned or experienced in this area, and I'm a little bit more developed in these this area. Can we like lever each other out, or can we not? I mean, it's just there's certain things that I, I won't tolerate in a relationship. And I think that in the now and in today, social media can be so detrimental to a, re- a relationship in general. Mm, mm. It's a, it's a, it's people have that avenue to get to that person, and it's up to the, your partner if they want to respond or not. I mean, they don't have to, but let's keep it real. We all have dicks between our legs, so if we see, you know, whatever you're into, an ass or a dick come through your inbox and you like it, who's to say that you're not going to save that picture and, you know masturbate to it later on. That's up to you. That's what you do. I'm not trying to control any of that, but I'm still saying that we, there, social media is an avenue for people to be, um, I guess, to cheat, I guess, and to, or to be um, unloyal to, to certain people. And um, it's just, it's, it's always been a problem in my relationship and I, in the now, in this most recent relationship. And I'm trying to like learn and grow and get other people's opinions because I don't really talk up to anybody about my relationship. So, I'm being really open and candid right now. Yeah, so you can always talk to us anytime, Henry. We're always there to have a listening ear. I'm giving you all a little bit of my tea, and I, I, I don't really do that, but, hey, we're going to do it today. We're going we gonna to do it today. It's okay. Um, I said some shit I didn't want to say, but I said it. Um, and it is what it is. Um, what did I want to say? Dang it. Was it Denry I wanted to talk about? Or talk, no, I'll, I'll ask you guys this, um, and I'll, if I remember it, I'll come back to it. Um, oh, yeah, I do remember. So have you guys ever, like, 
Um, this just came to me. Have you ever seen like a okay, maybe you're friends with a with both of the the guys that are in a relationship, right? So um, you may go to one one person's page, and you can tell, oh, that's his boyfriend, da 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 da. But then you go to the boyfriend's page, and the boyfriend don't have nothing to say about the love. Like, yeah, I, I see that all the time, and I try to. I, I got this judgment. I'm like, child, they, this person over here got something to hide, or mm-hmm. you know, something like that. But then I had to come to the realization that everybody is not media whores, right? And mm-hmm. I don't mean media whores as in sleeping with people. I mean, or just <laughs> yeah, do mm-hmm. on media, you right? Know, because some people are chill, laid back, and they enjoy the moments at home with the person. And then some of the other partner can want everybody to know what they're doing. And that's yeah. okay. And maybe that's a balance between the two that balance the two people out, which makes the relationship work. Right. Um, some, some, sometimes I do need some teas, though. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what, and what teas would you be speaking of, Tim? No, but I'm just saying, like, you know, certain people – I ain't going to call no names, but, you know, it's a relationship, child. <laughs> I agree. Michael, I, I agree. Right. I agree with Tim. I, I agree with Tim because this is Del Rio uh, because I posted on Facebook, and I may, maybe I shouldn't have, but hey, I don't give a fuck, uh, maybe about two weeks ago, uh, this same scenario. It was two guys who date in the community, prominent in the community, uh, they may even be listening now. I wouldn't call their names. But uh, one is, you know, very, very vocal about their relationship. The other one is not at all. And both of them were in my inbox, like the Whoa. same thing, with all hmm. kinds of shit. So when you're talking about T, that's, I think that's where Tim's going with it because it, it's really, and, and it's really frustrating. You know, it's like really like you, uh, you're you really on Facebook talking about how much you're in love with this guy and this mm-hmm. and that and the other, and you're sending me these pictures that you bent over and this and that and the other. Ooh, and this ooh. other one, he's a little more moderate, uh, uh, modest about his approach, but you know where he's going with right. it. But they're both in my inbox like the same day. And I'm like, do y'all know, where are y'all? I mean, do y'all live together. Where are you? Like, how do you not know that person? So, uh, that's why I'm kind of, and, and I, I was quiet during that segment, but that's why I'm kind of uh, uh, with the full disclosure with uh, passwords. I don't think you should just, you know, ask. I think if it gets to a point where there's distrust and things of that nature, then. Right. You know, okay. I that, that. But at the beginning, I don't think, you know, you should be messing with, like, passwords and things. I never ask for passwords. I don't really care. Um, I, I just have a really I don't give a fuck attitude sometimes, you know, and yeah, I guess that's why I'm single. Yeah. I, yeah. I had a, I just had a question for you though. But why is Facebook fit as the standard of life? I mean, just because one person may post, and like you said, the other person may not be as expert either on Facebook at all. So what are you doing in the scenarios where you do have somebody that's more frequently on Facebook, but then they have a lover that's not on Facebook at all? Why is Facebook considered such a standard of life? Well, well, it should it should not. Uh, Marianne, it shouldn't be the standard of life. You know, you use Facebook for what you use it for. And for me, over the, over the, you know, especially starting this show and stuff like that, you know, you start to, well, for me, I just kind of start to analyze different things and reassess, you know, um, my life and, and, and my my brand and all of that because I do have that now. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it should not necessarily be the standard of life. For me now, it's more so uplifting, inspiring people, and 
doing my show. You know what I'm saying? Every now and again, I may post a video, picture, whatever the case may be. But I was in a situation where I I was the one at one point in time, I was the one that was, like, vocal with it, not even really saying every five minutes or every every day, oh, I love my boo. It, there was never that. But if you went to my Facebook versus theirs, you could tell that I was in a relationship, and you can go to theirs, and you wouldn't be able to see that. You know, but the the flip side of that was that it wasn't the fact that they were, you know, didn't want nobody to know and nothing like that because their, their, their thing was um, their uh, profile at for a while was, was me and them. But for them, it was more so they used that strictly for business and marketing. You know, it's, it's what you say Facebook is for, Marianne. So, I mean, you know, it's it, – I don't know. It's 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 just uh, to each his own. I just um, I just wanted to know what you guys thought about or have you come across situations like that because it it, it could be something a situation that they have worked out. You know, it is what it is, and, and that be that. But to go, I want to go back to Del Rio for a second when Del Rio was talking about the two people being in his inbox. You know, I tell this to people now. Period. Point blank. Ain't got nothing to do with relationships. It could be when you in your inbox and you saying something about somebody or whatever the case may be to your good girlfriend. If they not your best friend, <laughs> or like you know, what I'm saying somebody you're really really close to, you could trust. Don't even don't 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 be in the inbox because my my thing is my little saying is you don't know who know who, you don't know mm. who knows who. So you know, go, go ahead. Uh, what you say, Tim? I said it's gonna come out eventually. Yeah, it's gonna come out. So don't so don't even do it. Especially when you're in a relationship, you you want you you teetering on you know troubled waters. Don't even do it. You know what I'm saying? If if if, if you want to cheat, and we're gonna talk about that right now. But if you want to cheat, the man, don't, you know, don't don't do that. On you know, I don't I don't cause don't you not hate it. I, I mean, I I told I told every person I've ever been in a relationship with because of my past from years 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 ago. I found out you're cheating. I I'm not. I, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to put myself through that. And, you know, some people may say, well, why? Well, you should work it out and da 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 You don't know, you don't know what a person, person has come from. You never know what they have gone through in a previous relationship, you know, and what they have endured and allowed to happen to themselves throughout that relationship. You know what I'm saying? So for me, when I was torn down, when I was stripped, you know what I'm saying, 19 years old, 20 years old, you know, allowing things to happen, allowing things to affect me mentally, you know, this guy was five, six years older than me. You know, and I'm in relationship with him, and and I allow these things to happen. You know, I just vowed to myself after that I would never allow somebody to strip me that that bare, to allow me to, to to get to that point. So if you feel like you need to go and cheat, and you can't have a conversation with me or whatever the case may be, if you feel like that you need to do that, go do that, boo. But do that without me, and I and I have no problem just saying it is what it is because and that's something I'm going I'm going to tell you after no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing. I'm not dealing with the cheating shit. I'm just not. You know, if if you need to do that, do that. You know, be promiscuous as a single man, not in a relationship with me. So, what are you guys? Um, what what are your thoughts on cheating? Um, you know, why do you think guys cheat? And have you ever been? And also, have you ever been the cheater in relationships? That's a good one. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anybody want to step up? I'll start. I've never been a cheater. <laughs> I've never been a cheater, but for me, it's, it's, it's a tough situation because you have. I mean, when people cheat, nine times they tend to get caught. They want to try to rebuild it. They want to the best situation back. But for me, it's been a struggle 
even in my life, it's been a struggle on what to do, how to take that person back. How do you forgive? How do you move on? So mm-hmm. I can't respond on that because I'm living that, and I haven't yet found that answer to to move on and move forward because I'm a Virgo, and I, I latch on to things, and once it's in me, it's in me, and I don't want to let go. And it's just, you know, I, I can't find a way to forgive somebody from cheating. You know, even though if you still love them or, you you know, you feel like, you want to be with them, and then my for me personally, my profession doesn't make it even worse because I'm gone all the time, so I can't be with somebody and I'm over here in another country worried about of what they're doing or they have somebody at my house, so you know anything like that. So for me, cheating, I, I, I want to learn how to get over the hump, but then again, I don't because I don't think nobody should have to want to be cheated on and have to learn how to get over the hump. But it's hard and difficult when you still love somebody, but you know, you know who they are, really. Yes, that, I agree. Like I'm, I'm dealing with the same thing, um, and it's it's hard because for me, once something is tarnished in a relationship, and once that trust is broken, it just takes forever to rebuild that trust. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if this person is doing backflips, you know, on the table in the house, or whatever, whatever you're doing. It just it's so hard for for me to see him differently. It's like I see you trying, baby, and I understand that, but I just can't get this this what I saw this vision out of my head because That's you right. did that to me, and I love you, and I give my all to you from the bottom of my heart, and I I just I want to I want to feel like you know we in this together, not you are over there and I'm over here pulling all this weight like. It's the hardest thing to do when you really, really love somebody and they betray you like that. So, this, so this is my question, guys. Uh, when, when you guys are are speaking about cheating right now, are you are you speaking about about one act of cheating, or are you speaking about like a person who can be labeled a cheater because they've done it so many times? Or are you speaking about just that one? Like I think Michael was saying, if they cheat, you know, you cheat on me. It's over. Like, were you guys, me, like, talking about? Well, for me, one time is enough. If you, if you do yeah. it once, then it, it's enough. I'm, I don't, I'm going to label you a cheater once you do it one time. There's no – I'm not going to give yeah. you a second chance to cheat on me. I'm I'm just – it ain't going to happen. Hello? It's not. Yeah. And so, it's obviously going to But that's fine. That's all it's going to be. I can love you from afar, and I'm going to still lo- have love for you. But I'm, I'm gonna have to let it go, and I have to grab my nut and move the fuck on. That's what I have to do. But it, uh, so Tim, time. let me ask so, this: was, was, that, was that Tim or was that Henry? That's, this is Henry. Talking. That was Henry. Oh, talking. Henry. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna ask. Uh, you know, it's for all of you guys, but I okay. think Tim and, and Henry were speaking. Um, when at, at what point, like, do you consider? Someone, because I know this has been a big topic. Uh, at what point do you consider someone cheating? I mean, do you do, do you do you execute judgment on the, the the cheater who is more of a psychological cheater or the cheater who is a physical cheater who goes out and actually has sex? Like, because for me, a person can be a psychological cheater or an emotional cheater. They are cheating mm-hmm. emotionally, and you may be getting the sex, but you know that that person is not there at home with you. Their body is there, but you know they're not there because their mind and their their, their heart or whatever is somewhere else. So, uh, you know, what's, what's your thought on that? Like, do you weigh those both of those things the same? 
Uh, I do, I absolutely, because I, to me it's equal. If you, the thought of you cheating to me is <laughs> like, okay. Well, for me, my thing is in in my experience, you're not going to sit here laying in the the bed next to me, texting somebody, talking about getting to know them, while you're telling me that you love. You just told me that you love them before you went to sleep, and we're together. That's to me, that's cheating. Like you're you are trying to give your whatever to somebody else, whether it be your dick or your heart or your mind or whatever you want to give them, conversation and trying to pursue something with somebody else is cheating. Now, we all know that physically cheating is physically cheating, and that's what it is. So me, I weigh them the same, and, I mean, it, it, that's just what it is for me. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Or unless, unless Tim want to say unless somebody else want to respond. No, go ahead, Mike. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I just had a, um, a, are you sure? Because this might jump into something else. So are you sure I can go ahead and proceed? Go ahead. Um, no, I just want to know, this, this this something happened years ago, so I don't want people to start thinking everything I say has something to do with my last relationship. Um, let me get that frame out there. But it, but it was years ago. But um, now, yeah, it was years ago. So, but how would you, how did you guys, how, how would you feel, maybe this has happened to you guys, but how would you feel if you, you know, you and your, your partner, lover, boyfriend, whatever, have broken up, and then days later, you come to find out or figure out that they've had sex with somebody else? Ooh. Like, how, because this happened to me, so, you know, years ago, and I, I'm honest to God, years ago, but... How do you feel? And I'll tell you how I feel and how my and what my friends told me. So how do you, how would you guys feel? During the relationship, they had sex with somebody during the relationship. No, no, no. They they had sex with someone after the relationship. We broke up on a Monday. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. On a Wednesday, maybe they was having sex with somebody else. Oh, yeah. wasn't real. I mean, I'm cool awesome. with that. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I probably did the same thing, so I wouldn't Ooh, care. No. Okay. And I guess that's my perspective you, as well. People cope with things in different ways. I mean, I'd say that it's the most appropriate way to handle the situation, Mm -hmm. but definitely people cope with things differently. So it may be to get over the pain and hurt of going through this extensive relationship, then I may go have sex with John, and it's a temporary fix. It's just like smoking Mm -hmm. or drinking or whatever the case may be. So I feel like that's just just a way to cope with that one particular situation. You can't. Mm necessarily say, oh, you didn't love me because you went and had sex with John three days later. It just may be, well, shit, this is why I mean, it was so up and down that I had sex with somebody else. But what about, like, so when you're in a partnership with somebody and do you have this connection with somebody that's so strong, this emotional connection with somebody, so, or so you think, and you can just, in a couple of days, I mean, it takes me time. I have to get out of my system because I don't think it's fair. And- for me to fuck somebody else, because I'm gonna just be thinking about you. I'm gonna be still. I'm gonna still think, be thinking about that person, and it's not fair to the other person because I'm getting a nut in my head off of my ex, not you. So I, I think I it depends on how it, it. Like if if I, I think if if it was if it was something where it was uh, you know we had some differences that we just couldn't iron out or whatever. That's one thing. Uh, I may not be able to move on so quickly in that scenario, but. If you cheated on me, like, and I've been enduring this stuff knowing and now I just finally have proof or I've been getting these signs or you've been acting different because I work off of patterns, when patterns start to change, I start to wonder what's going on. And then I start asking questions. And then once the questions are not being answered, 
and I'm still getting this different reaction from you and you're acting differently, then I start investigating because that's what I do. And then if I find out something and, and it's proof there, yeah, I'm 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 going to do whatever it takes at that moment temporarily to help me cope with that. I'm just being honest. But if it was a breakup, uh, you know, a, a mutual breakup for, for whatever, and I, I hate that word, mutual breakup, but if it was, for, for the lack of words, a mutual breakup where we just could not iron out some differences, there was mm-hmm. no cheating involved, nobody hit each other, but it was just a mutual breakup, I think it would be very hard, and I've been there, it's very hard to move on within days or weeks. Right. Um, and that's what, for me... Go ahead, Amaria. Sorry, I won't cut you off. No, go ahead, boy. <laughs> I guess my concern is that people place too much emphasis on sex. Sex is the end all, be all, and in, in my opinion, there's more to a relationship than just sex. When you look at sex, sex is a component of a relationship. So if if you base your premises off, oh, you don't love me because you didn't have sex with me or because you had sex with somebody three days later, then you're saying our entire relationship is based on that one experience. A relationship is more than that. A relationship is the connection you build with an individual, the memories you build with an individual. So just because I may go fuck John three days later just to get over my feelings for that time, being does not mean I don't still after that fact think about Oh, well, we went to the park three days ago, and this is the park we always go to. Or we went flying kites on, on, on this river. The, I, I still think about those experiences. It's just in that moment I was getting overdone just to say, I can't cry anymore. I can't hurt anymore. I can't have these feelings right now. I'm tired of it. It's just like drinking. People drink to become belligerently drunk so that they can get over those feelings. But is it really helping anything, though? I is it, what it, it temporarily. But at the same time, it's a temporary temporarily. So temporarily, you temporarily mask your feelings. Temporarily, temporarily yeah. mask my feelings. There you go. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, well, I'll say, and I'm, I'm going to go back to something Amarian uh, said really, really fast, but I want to go back to it. But I'll, I'll but I, as Thomas, I'll tell you what my thing was uh, after because we lived together. Um, that hurt because we were still living together. Um, during oh. the process. So, you know, maybe I could have added that in there, but I didn't want to do all that. Um, and it's so long ago, you, not many people are going to know who I'm talking about. But um, And we have a great relationship as today, just, just just to say that. But um, initially I was very hurt. Um, I felt like, well, even though I don't, I didn't, I never thought that they were cheating on me or nothing like that. They, it was a mutual kind of mutual breakup, break more so probably on my, my end more than theirs. But, um, you know, broke up or whatever. And um, I just felt, like, really, really hurt when I come to find out, oh, you, you had some sex, sexual relationship with someone only days after we broke up. So I'm thinking, like, well, damn, have you, have you always wanted to have sex with this person? This is what I'm thinking at the time. You know, is, is, is this a person that you've always been wanting to have sex with, and then finally you're able to break free, and, you know, now that you're not with me anymore, now you can go have that sex willingly and not have to sneak around? Or is this somebody that just so happy you've been – playing and messing around with, and, and now you just happen to go ahead, and now because you're not together, or we're not together, you know, you decide to Okay, so, Michael, I'll, hold on. So I'll ask you. Okay. Go ahead. So, I'll ask you, what if that was, what if I have had always wanted to have sex with that person, and now we're not together, so finally I can? How would you I, feel? I would still feel some type of way. I would still feel some type of way. 
And you can't, and that's, those are my feelings. I would still feel some so type you're going to feel way. some type of way either way, if I wanted to or if I was during the relationship. Either way, you're going to feel some type Ain't of no way. Ain't no way around it, baby. Ain't no way around this rock. Yes. I'm still going to feel some damn type <laughs> of way. You know? Shit. And, and, and honestly, I know that everybody doesn't do what I do. You know what I'm saying? Every, you know, I, I'm a, like I said, I'm a sexual person. I'm a sexual person when I'm with someone, not without. So I'm, me, I'm not. And, I, and those are things that I have to accept and we all have to accept that everybody doesn't operate in situations, you know, or in life the way that we do, you know. But that, that was my feelings. I just felt some type of way that three days later, two, and probably it was two days later, I don't know, that they sat there and they, you know, went and had sex with somebody else. I felt some type of way. Now, what did my friend tell me? Um, I think it was maybe my best friend, Markel. He said something, I, I believe it was Henry. One of y'all said it very, in the very beginning, but it was a coping mechanism. It's like, well, maybe that's just the way that they dealt with it. And I was like, bitch, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, I was mad. You got to realize. You got to realize. You got to realize that it's more than it's more than just this is somebody I'm with, a boyfriend or whatever. We live in certain different houses, apartments or whatever, different states or whatever. I mean, I think it was just the fact that I still have to go home when I come home from work. I still got to face this damn person for a few more days or a few more weeks. So 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 all of that was just like I I can't I can't deal I I just cannot deal so I mind you I get it now I I can look back at a situation I think I was maybe twenty six at the time I can look back at a situation and be like okay I I I understand it now I'm not gonna sit in and ask them why and I and I never did I don't believe I did I I don't think I ever went and said well why did you have sex with I think I was so over it at the point that I was just like you know what I might want to entertain this conversation because if I happen to open up. I guess Pandora's box or whatever the case may be, it can lead to something else, and I may not have the connection or I may not have the relationship that I have with this person now. You know what I'm saying? So, but I just wasn't buying. I didn't want to hear. I didn't want to hear something about some damn uh, coping mechanism or you know this is how I got over it. I don't want to hear that. I, I, I just, I just go ahead. Go ahead, Mario. Can I ask a question? This is for everybody. I mean, so do you feel that sex is your emotional tie to your relationship? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I guess it's it another way for me to answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You oh, do I think that sex is emotional time? I do. I, I think so. Um, and maybe that's the reason why I don't have sex. Um, because I, you know, I know that I can get emotionally attached to a person. You know, and Amari, I did not forget about what you what you slicked and said, and I, I want to get back to you. Uh, I'll get back to that or whatever in a second. But yeah, I, I, probably so for me. You know, thinking about it, you know, quickly, you know, I, I really need to think about that. But I think, you know, on the surface, yeah, you know, it, it's an emotional tie for me. Um, and I asked that, and I'll go ahead, and I didn't mean to cut you. No, go ahead. Go ahead. And the, the only reason I asked that is because I guess it's where there's a difference in opinion. When I look at sex, sex is a part of our emotional attachment, but it's mm-hmm. the experiences that actually make me emotionally attached to an individual. I can have sex with a random John, and I can go home, and I can say, Oh, no, no, hold up, stop, wait a minute. I don't get emotionally attached to a random. I mean, mm-hmm. what I'm saying, you, you differentiate between a random and a relationship, et cetera. But nonetheless, what, what builds my relationship are those mm-hmm. experiences. I want to meet your mama. I want to meet, mm-hmm. you know, I want to be a part of those experiences where you have a nephew, and I'm there for your nephew being born. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that attach me to an individual that makes me want to stick with this person. It's not just contingent upon sex. Oh no, no, no! It's, it's definitely not. It's not. It's definitely not that um, for me. You know, I'm not so hell bent 
front sex. If I was, I would this. If I was, I wouldn't be selling this. You know what I'm saying? Or I would be abstaining from sex. So, so no, it's not that. But um, it, it becomes, you know, that is a, that's a part that it, it, it ends up being some type of attachment, especially if it's somebody that, you know, you're, you're living with, you have sex with every other day or every day with it. I mean, that it just it plays a part. It's not a major part. For me, but it, it does play a part, you know. So I was just, I was just kind of hurt, you know what I'm saying? I didn't want to hear nothing else. So, Micah, what, what do you think it would take for you to have sex again? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm about to be messy. Uh, I, I'm about to be messy. Um, uh, what would it take? Um, well, I don't. I'm, I'm not gonna give out my business. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna give up my business, but 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 um, just 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 know just know that you know, um, I'm sure it's it's right around the corner. So I mean, it's not candid, Micah. Come on, not candid. They might be listening. Or is there a certain time frame you have set in mind? That's well, no, no, no. That's that's not a time frame. Um, that's not a time frame at all, or whatever. <laughs> This, you know, so people need to get out of my inbox <laughs> on Facebook. But, um, no, there's not a time frame. I think now, um, Tim, for me, as I said before, it was more so after I had – I, I know – I remember it was December 21st, 2012. That was the, the last time, and that was my birthday. So I was like, I wanted to have my little birthday, birthday sex or whatever. But after that experience, I left feeling so empty that it was just like, you know, like it was cool, but I just was like, no, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to focus on me and then, you know, eventually whatever, whatever. So now I'm at a, I'm at a position where it's not like, oh, it's, I, I got to keep doing this for another six months. I got it. Now it's like if that person comes to my life, I'm vibing with them. I'm feeling it. You know what I'm saying? We're dating or whatever it can be, and it just happens. It happens. I'm not going to be mad that I've had sex, that I've broken the, the – because I, I, because I was able to last a year, I've already broken the record, you know what I'm saying, my whole record, you know what I'm saying? So it's just it's whatever happens, you know, whatever happens. Lord, I, I, I feel that. Huh? I what feel that person who you get. I feel that person who you get. They might be listening. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, I mean, and I'm not saying I haven't done anything. You know, let's 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 be. Honest. I wasn't in a, I wasn't in a relationship, and it goes back to what I was going to say. With I'm not going to forget that, Amaria. But I I was in a relationship, and we were taking it slow, whatever the case may be. And um, though know, that things did happen, but we just did not do the like the full monty, the full throttle. We didn't go all the way as the the yeah. other community would like to say. Go ahead. Somebody say something. I said you didn't have intercourse. Is that what you're saying? No, I didn't have intercourse. Now. Uh, something that Marian said or whatever about not having to have sex to, to have the relationship or whatever, however he he worded it. I want to ask you guys, like, um, how would you feel if you were approached by your by your partner um, that they just really didn't uh, at this point want to have sex with you? They wanted to, and I'm saying, it, let's say they told you, I want to wait six months, I want to wait eight months. What would you tell them? How would you feel? They are not. Okay, Tim, you say, you say no. Why, why, would you, why would you say no? Because I need it. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but remember, you're often on celibate. So, 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 so now, now you only need it because you're, you have somebody, you have somebody now that you're talking to, dating, somebody that's yours, and now because you have them, now you want it. Is that what you're saying? I, I, I think in a relationship, sex is not op- optionable. Okay. 
That's why I got all y'all crazy. Go ahead. Oh, but no, I just feel like like you can't deprive somebody of sex in your relationship. Like you can't think that you like this your punishment because once they go out and find it from somewhere, you going your ass gonna be mad. Mm-hmm. That's true. And, I agree. And I tend to do, I tend. I'll oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I can't agree. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going ahead? <laughs> or who going to get some head? Go ahead now. Or my, who's that? Or Mariana Henry. One of the Henry not getting here, so I'll go ahead. Anyways, um, I mean, I tend to disagree. I feel like that per- a person's belief is their belief. So if they didn't want to have sex and we're in a relationship, like I said, a relationship is just not contingent upon sex. So if we're still building memories, we're still having fun, we're still going out. I mean, I, I can stick with somebody's parameters as long as there's, there's an expectation of when, hey, you know, I, for six months I don't want to have sex. I just really want to work on our relationship, work on building us, you know, getting to mentally know you. I can appreciate an individual that wants to take the opportunity to know me versus knowing me sexually, and I can appreciate that. No, you know, when I come home from work, why I'm upset, you, um, you know, or if, if I'm going out, then I'm going out with friends, you can understand. Whatever the case may be, you know, I, I, I can appreciate a person saying that, oh, okay, well, I don't want to have sex for six months. I just want to get to know you or whatever the case may be because it gives us an opportunity to learn each other on a different level. How about how about a month before how about a month before you coming in to play they had sex with they had sex quite a few times. But now because they met you and I'm only pulling from conversations that I've had before on on my other shows. You know, like they, they they've been you know, they had a little sex and stuff like that, but now they finally met you and oh I wanna wait six months. I hate it, Micah. Can I can I please get in this first? Because Kenya Kenya Black Dupree and I have had this conversation so many times and we both agree. I hate when uh, a guy says, uh, yeah, I used to be sexually active, uh, and I did this and did that, and you ask them, when is the last time they had sex? And they tell you, and you just met them like a week ago, and you guys start talking or whatever, and it's like, yeah, I used to do this and that, but, you know, since we're talking, you know, I think this could go somewhere, so I don't want to have sex right now. And I'm like, the fuck? Really? So now all of a sudden you don't want to have sex because you really think, this can go somewhere after three months, but for the last three months prior to you meeting me, you've been, you know, messing around with everybody, you know, and I'm like, no, that's that's not cool. Like, for what reason? What's going to stuff? So just like someone said earlier, we could wait three months and do it. It could be bad, or you may just be a player. I may feel like playing you, and we may not go nowhere. Or we could do it now and eventually have a lasting relationship. So what, what's the what's the difference? But there are, let me ask you this. I mean, it's a lot of people, and coming from a serious perspective, there's a lot of people in our society that have been raped. So those individuals that have been raped that are sexually promiscuous and they've been through these challenges and changes in their lives, and they come to a conclusion that, hey, this is the root of why I do what I do. So I want to hold off for a change. I want to stop doing what I'm doing because in my life I realized that I'm, I'm so promiscuous because of this one experience, and it is taking control of my life. Mm, why why, why can't hold that person accountable? Because they're taking a stance in their life to make a change, but they I'm not. About you. But I'm I'm not holding them accountable. But I'm asking this: How many times? What's the ratio of that? 
Like honestly, what's the ratio of that of people who have actually been who have actually been raped put in those positions? I'm and, and I'm speaking for the people I've run into. The ratio of people who have actually been raped and have been put in that type of position and now have that type of mindset and they run into a good guy and they're like, you know what, I'm gonna just wait. Most of them, it's not that. It's not that all the time. And this Go ahead. Is I appreciate about the panel that we have because we have so many differing walks of life. In my experience, I've dated two guys who were raped, who 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 have literally cried to me, and I've been in long-term relationships with those individuals because of their experiences. And that, to me, that's something traumatic in a person's life, and you have to right. take that into consideration. So if you come to me and say, baby, I love you, but I am hurt right now. I've been through some changes and some challenges in life, and I just really need you to stick with me. That's something that I can learn to appreciate is that you are what? honest enough to come to me and say those things. But Omarion, is this Omarion? Yes, it is. Yeah, I, 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 I never said once that if that scenario presented itself to me, that I wouldn't do that. I, I have a big heart, believe me. I would never do anyone like that. I'm talking about the ones who are just hoes, and now they think they didn't found something, you know, good, and now all of a sudden you want to you wanna put a hole to sex now because now you think you didn't found something good, and you think, you know, waiting is going to help you get this person or keep this person. Like, I think that's a, it, it, it's a, I don't know, it, it, it doesn't always work that way. That's all I'm saying. Definitely, so, if it's someone that I run into and they've been raped, I'm definitely going to respect that. I mean, I've, I've been a police officer before. I've seen it with women before. So I, I'll never trample over somebody's, you know, somebody's misfortunes, misfortunes or somebody's trauma. Never. So do do you feel like that at some point it's, it's borderline not respecting a person? Because if someone comes to you and says, hey, this is something I don't want to do, and you stop talking to me, I mean, there's a level of respect a person may eventually gain for themselves, raped or not being raped. I mean, I can I can say, hey, for the past year, for the past three years, I've been a hoe, and I know I've been a hoe. Mm-hmm. I've I, I was every Tom, Dick, and Harry. But look, I, I have to change my life right here, right now. Whatever the circumstance, it could be religion, it could be race, it could be whatever. I say, with you, I think you're a good guy, so I want to start over fresh, start over new. I'm not having sex for six months. I want to get to know you. You're telling me that you wouldn't talk to the individual. or you I didn't say I wouldn't. I said I would. I, when I said that, I said, what the fuck, meaning I'm questioning what is this about, which leads into their explanation, and it depends on what the explanation is. I'm not just gonna just gonna let somebody go. And I said this on last uh, uh, last mm-hmm. show. If I'm not gonna let somebody go because they have ugly toes, then I'm definitely not gonna let somebody go because they say, "Hey, this is my explanation for why I want right. I don't want to do it." But for somebody just to say, "No, I'm not doing it because you know you're, you're a good guy," so I'm not gonna do it. That's not all we need to talk about. I need to know where your head is with that because people have told me that, and then we've waited. And then we've done something, and then it didn't even work out. Right. So it's like, okay, like different scenarios can pr- play out, and, uh, you know, it, it can take different paths. So I'm like, you know, when, when is this thing, you know, when is this thing genuine? Or when are, the, they're being, when are they being sincere about what they're saying? All right. So I'm going to ask you guys really quick. We have, like, six minutes, but um, I want to, because I have wait, really eight, but, you know, I have my closing that plays, that everybody needs to stick around in here. Um, but really quick, uh, I'm, we, okay, we talk about sex a lot, relationships, all that kind of stuff. I just want to ask you guys really quickly, you know, tonight there's a new show that's out um, that's coming on um, Oxygen Channel, um, The Prancing Elite. 
okay, out of um, they're based out of Mobile, Alabama. I actually know one of them. Have known one of them for a very long time. Um, but I just want to know because I know that before before we talked about well on one of my old shows we talked about um, like fashion queens and stuff like that and the reputation and what society you know deems you know it's like that's that's the trope that's what we are. You know, we're, we're RuPaul's Drag Race, and I you know because I love RuPaul, I love drag, I love all that. But we're either RuPaul's Drag Race, Fashion Queen, or now we're, we're Prince and Lee. So I, I just want you want to get your perspective really quickly, you know, 30 seconds from each one of you. You know, what do you guys think about this new show, and, you know, um, what do you think it says to society, if anything? And with all respect to, to, to the um, the young men and um, lady that is a part of the Prince and Lee, what do you, just what do you guys think about it? So I'll, um, I'm going to speak on that. Um, I think that it, it's beautiful uh, in, in a certain way for them to be able to express themselves and that it's even allowed, that producers will even allow this to come onto TV. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's a beautiful thing. However, it, it doesn't work for me. Um, I would, I definitely wouldn't be a fashion queen or walking around with a purse on my hand or this and this and that. Mm-hmm. However, um, I do think that them expressing themselves for who they are and that them having the ability to express themselves to, to everyone in the world um, I think it's a beautiful thing, and I, I support it 100%. Attitudes, all that cattiness and stuff, they can save that, but the ability for um, them having the avenue or the ability to express themselves, I 100% um, support them. Okay, thank you. Anyone else? I think that they're courageous guys. I mean, it takes a lot to go under those circumstances, and you're judged and you're put out there. So for them to let the camera follow them around and, you know, watch them be criticized, watch them be tortured, watch them be, you know, turned away and turned down and, you know, to be pu- just be public with it, you know, in the world that we live in today is courageous and I support them. Okay. Anyone else really quickly? This is Del Rio. I, I support them 100%. I've actually uh, four years ago dated one of the guys uh, who were part of that group and uh, I support them 100%. I don't see you know, anything wrong with it. I mean, it's not my thing. I can't dance. So, I mean, but I support them. Okay, and I'm Ariane. I'm like, you're the last one. I guess I'm a little on the fence about it. I mean, I do think that it is a great opportunity for our community to showcase our talents. I've seen a variety of levels of, of um, J-setting, and I, I think that they're in the avenue, but I'm a firm believer if we're going to showcase our talent, showcase the best of our talents. But nonetheless, I support it because it is – definitely an avenue for us to support all the creativity that we have in our community. Okay, great. Well, I'm excited about the show. Um, um, you know, I'm always uh, open to, to look at new shows and see what they're about. So to the Prince and Elite, Nancy Prince and Elite, uh, um, I'm very excited for you guys. I, I, it's on DVR, so I will be looking at it once I get off this show. Um, so good luck and much success to you guys. Be who you are. Um, and there, there are all types. We, we are. I mean, we're producers. We're songwriters. We're dancers. Um, I, I love Frida, Big Frida. Um, I love what what uh, he is doing in New Orleans and and, and the, the bounce music and all of that. So we are an array of people. You know, it's, we we do a lot of things. So um, I, I don't want people. I you know, I've seen too much bashing them. I've seen too much of it. You know what I'm saying? Um, over the past couple of days because they've been pushing this show. You know, but, I mean, guys, just support them. If you, just support them, period. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm sure you wish you could be on TV and you're not. You know, so just support them. And, hey, right. if you want to watch it, watch it. 
If you don't, don't. Another thing really quickly that my cousin is going to play, and also Trey, I'm going to get Trey. His phone died at his mom's house. He left the charger. He's going to call us back to another line. I'm going to get Trey. Um, but still, I thank him for even um, attempting to be a part of it tonight. But also, you guys are in um, – um, I think Tim is going, but in a couple other people. But all of those that um, are attending um, Philly Black A Pride have a wonderful pride. I was actually fortunate to be a be a part, or you know, um, you know, go to it last year. Um, so have a good have good fun. It's the the Philly Black Pride as well as the Pin Relay Weekend in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I may go up there um, on Saturday and hang out with everybody. So again, everybody have fun. Um, thank you all for listening. Stay um, stay tuned for my closing. Let that play. And, of course, my um, my guys, thank you, but stay on the line for me and hold for me really quickly. I don't want to be alone, a definite silence. You're almost exactly what I need, a definite maybe. Just to entice my curiosity Oh, I can't help but think that this doesn't add up I'm trying to separate the facts from all the fiction Well, that's actually it for tonight's show, guys. Candid Conversation Part 2. Um, I think we had a good night. You know, what you think? Tell me about it. What do you think about um, part one and part two? Definitely hit me up on Facebook to talk with Mike and friends. You can also hit me up personally on Facebook, Michael Pierce. Let me know your thoughts and um, so we can see what we need to do as far as bringing it in to season three that will happen at the early part of June. So, again, thank you to all of my listeners. Thank you to all of my supporters, sponsors, as well as my guys on tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So very much for being a part, again, of Candid Conversation. Um, remember, you can follow us on Facebook to talk with Micah and friends. Follow us on blogtalkradio.com forward slash to talk with Micah. Hipcast.com as well as iTunes. Please subscribe. It's totally free. Subscription is totally free, okay? And as you know, we end each episode with a quote of the week. So here is this week's quote. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. Until you become a master of your own thoughts, your own actions, and reactions, you will find it hard to master anything else. I'm going to say that again because that's a good one. Until you become a master of your own thoughts, your own actions, and reactions, you will find it hard to master anything else. And until next time, you guys be blessed. I will always put you first.